What's up? I don't know why I just said that like a like a 2010s music video. What's up, guys? Welcome to my channel. Um, just kidding. Um, hi guys, it's Grace, also known as GRobs underscore Boston on Twitter, and I'm here with uh, Miss Lauren. Lauren, you want to introduce yourself? Even though I kind of just did. Yeah, uh, I'm Lauren, uh, Boss Bruins HC on Twitter. Yeah, that's it. That's well, uh, awesome. Cool. Uh, we have a pretty packed show, and just so you all know, we are recording this on Thursday. So if any big news, we typically record on Sundays. So if any big news comes up in the next several days, um, and it's not included, um, you can suck my dick. I don't care. Um, not our fault. We'll still not my fault. Yeah, like I'm sorry that Eric Carlson decided. Fault. Yeah, it's Lauren's fault actually. <laughs> I'm sorry that Eric Carlson decided to get traded like. 25 seconds after we hit end recording last that was week ridiculous. I, um, I hate him for that that was so messed up um but anyway but before we do that um we wanted to give a little rundown obviously as you all know we're part of primetime productions which is a cool new production company if you haven't heard of it you're living under a rock um lauren do you want to run through what our um podcasting schedule looks like so people can listen to everything else if they want to i would love to so we start off our week with all goes no misses obviously if you're here you know that so that's on mondays hosted by me and grace duh hell yeah we're followed we're followed by by ace who hosts uh two pad stack pod it's two like the number which is a bruins pod from a goaltender's perspective which obviously i like because take a shot boo. um boo goalies they suck on they Wednesdays, do. we have Mel and Sully over at Something's Bruin. They give us the latest on the Bruins. Fridays, we have Boozy, Brett, and Bobby, only at Only Bruins. They talk about Bruins content, and they also give us a beautifully curated Bobby's Corner. Uh, <laughs> on Saturdays, we have Drop the Mints with Sully and Chris Davis. NHL centralized, um, and they bring in a lot of guests, so that's pretty cool. And then Friday, finally, we have... On Sundays, cross-court coverage, which is an NBA pod, a little different from all the NHL stuff we have put out. Hell yeah. Wait, wait a second. Did we correctly... Yeah, there's nothing on Thursdays yet, but keep your eyes peeled. Fridays Bru is only Bruins. Saturdays, drop the mitts. Sundays, cross-court coverage with myself and the Meat Man. So if you want to hear my voice some more, if you don't hear it enough on this podcast, because apparently I'm too quiet on this podcast, according to some of our friends at Primetime... I Sorry, what did you louder. say? Yeah, exactly. Apparently, you sound we, like we, you're in a library right now. I can't Jesus really hear you. Christ, shut up. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so that's our broadcasting schedule or podcasting schedule. Um, please listen to everybody. It's so good, and it will get you through the work week if you have something every day. Um, and keep your eye out for more stuff. Um, with that, Lauren, you ready to get into this week's topics? Oh, I, I hate this week so much. Why do you hate this week so much? Because I fucking hate the Pacific. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the Pacific Division. But first, we should just first. touch on that that one thing that we did just mention a second ago about Eric Carlson. If you still have been living under a rock, you didn't see that Eric Carlson was dealt to Pittsburgh ultimately in a three-team trade. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, that was really the only significant piece of that move. Um, but... Lauren, I know that it brings, it raises some concerns across the board about the Pittsburgh goalie situation. Oh, what are Jesus your Christ. thoughts on that? Jari's going to be the guy, and if he gets injured, then oops, 
That's too bad. Whoopsies. Now we don't even have a second goalie. Yeah. Jesus. Like, yeah, sure, it's, it, it's, you know, it's a good-ish move, I guess, for the Penguins. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't really think about the Penguins. I know we talked about Ever. the Metro last week. Yeah, I don't think about it. I try not to. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Eric Carlson is going to add offense, but I don't really see the Penguins particularly lacking offense. Where they're lacking is defense, and I just don't. No offense, I don't. I know that I went on my Norris Trophy spiel last week, but I just don't see how Eric Carlson is really going to help a whole lot when you're looking at defensemen. Well, he's a three-time Norris winner, so can you give the man some respect? No, I, you know I could go out there and play better defense than Eric Carlson. <laughs> that might be an exaggeration. Well, apparently, you're on a uh, all-star team. You're, uh, oh, I did. Yeah, somebody did tweet out a, an all-star team of... Sorry, if you just heard me open my Diet Coke. Um, be professional, please. Sorry, I'll just go fuck off. Um, but with that, why don't we get into our favorite teams? Lauren, why don't you start us off talking about what you would like to talk about with the Anaheim Ducks? Um, I, I don't care about the Anaheim Ducks at all. Uh Literally, they have they have Radko Gudis now. Oh yeah, and I hate him so much. As if you listened to last week's episode, which I hope I you don't did. know why you wouldn't have. It was a good episode. known. Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, Troy, <laughs> seven years, seven million. Are you serious right now? Yeah. Oh God. I mean, that's a lot of faith in a guy that has been a two-time all-star only because who else are you going to take from the Ducks? <laughs> sorry to sorry to the Trevor Zegras stands out there, but I don't see him putting this team on his back. Yeah, I I mean, it's a lengthy contract. I'm I'm a hater of contracts over like 5 years. Um, but at least they're not giving this type of contract out to someone who's like 30 years old. It's true, <laughs> which is like Washington. Um, but whatever. Yeah. They just got um, Alex Stalick. Stalick, I think that's how they say his name. Sure. Um, for one year for 800k, which he was nominated for the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy this year because uh, he had um, uh, a heart muscle inflammation after developing COVID. Uh, oh. So I, I would really like to see him, um, you know, get his chance and play some games because he really. He really didn't get much of an opportunity. And he played with Chicago. So, like, how, how much of... Boo. What can you really say about a goalie that plays for Chicago? That's the thing with yeah. a lot of these specific teams. It's like, a few of them really sucked last year. And I was looking into their goaltending. And it's just like, how can you really... How can you really judge a yeah. goaltender because of, like, a shitty team? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, I think we've talked about that a few times about, like... It's so difficult in this league to really gauge how good, even beyond goaltenders, how good certain players are when they've been playing on, like, really shit teams. Like, I do think Tyler Bertuzzi has star potential, but he was never going to prove that playing on the Detroit Red Wings in the last couple of years. You know what I mean? Um, so, but at any rate, yeah. Um, also, obviously, the Ducks drafted Leo Carlson at number two in the NHL entry draft, which was kind of a surprise to a lot of people um, who expected Fantilli to go number two. And I, and I think talent-wise, a lot of people would still agree that Fantilli 
was the number two pick, but I think that it came down to what he wanted, what the Ducks wanted. Um, but I do think Leo Carlson's going to be a good player. Um, I've seen a couple of his uh, highlights. But, yeah, I mean, the biggest news is the Troy Terry thing. I mean, like, you know, he is a two-time All-Star. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not a two-time All-Star. Um, he's also had two straight 60-point seasons. He's a leader on and off the ice. So, you know, if they want to invest in him. I'm not going to yuck their yum. Um, yeah, I don't really see them doing that well, though, still. I think they still have a lot of growth. Trevor Zegers is a restricted free agent, but I anticipate he'll probably stay with the Ducks um, going forward for a while. Um, why don't we talk about uh, next alphabetically the Flames, who devastatingly, I know they're really going to suffer because they lost Milan Lucic this offseason. Um, but <laughs> but beyond that, um, you know, I do feel kind of bad. They, they so lost the Matthew Kachuk trade a, a year now ago. Um, you know, Jonathan Huberto went from 30 goals, 85 assists in his last season with the Panthers to 15 goals and 40 assists with the Flames. And I, you know, the Flames were not particularly good last year, but they also, they kind of were relying on him to have the same sort of production that he had with the Panthers, which he just did not do. Um, and his plus minus went from 35 to two. So do with that what it, you will. They also like, they went from first in their division to being fifth in a matter of a year, which yeah. is absolutely insane to me. Yeah, no, they're they're not great. Um, they do still have Markstrom. I don't know your thoughts on Markstrom. He's historically been pretty good. Last year was just okay. I don't like Markstrom. Oh. Um, I don't know if this is a hot take or not. I I just I think he folds in the playoffs. First of all, I yeah. think he isn't a very technically sound goalie, which is fine. Some guys get. Some guys do very well that way, i.e. Tim Thomas. Uh, but maybe, maybe. Um, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know who that is. Tim. But no, he just, like, he jumps at the puck. I absolutely hate that style of play. He's either too deep in his crease or too high. He just isn't consistent, and I absolutely hate that. But they yeah. also, they also have... Our old friend, Danny Vladar. They do have Danny Vladar. <laughs> wow. Our, our starting goaltender, by the way, because we our... wanted Vladar and Swayman, apparently. Hell yeah. <laughs> Those are the days. Yeah, Darth Vladar. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he's he's fine. He's yeah. He exists. Their their numbers are pretty much identical. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're not going to hear me, you're going to hear me say it again, and probably every podcast that we ever do, ever, I have a few shticks, and one of them is that I think that we should switch to an eight, just a top eight in uh, both divisions, east and west, rather than doing this whole bullshit wild card thing that, that Gary Bettman thinks is productive for some fucking reason, but, because, well, right, I mean, you, you should say it. Yeah, because you look up and down the Pacific Division, if you can't already tell, I mean, we're going to get into maybe the two good teams the rest of this this division sucks, and at least one other of them is going to have to make the playoffs because that's the way that it works. Um, but I think neither the Ducks or the Flames are going to be that team. Um, but team that might be the next one, alphabetically, by the way, in case you can tell, um, the Oilers. And in my notes, all I wrote is, I'm just showing Lauren, what what's there to say? 
Because what is there to say that hasn't already been said? This is a team that has David. This is a team that has two of the best players in the world, if not the two best players in the world, um, at least offensively, and they have not produced. I mean, they should have a Stanley Cup right now. I mean, that's just you look at their roster up and down. I get the goaltending thing is has been kind of shit, but I don't know. I I mean I think I've said it every year been like this is their year everybody else is saying this is their year but I mean and I'm not saying that Leon Dreisaitl and, and Connor McDavid are old they're not but it's like where they have been this good for this long Dreisaitl puts the team on his back every playoffs um I don't know what do you think Lauren I just I just there's something that everybody has to buy in when you're going to go on a long playoff run. And I could see a team like this not buying in and not really like having that type of team chemistry together. Because, I mean, if you're putting all of... Because you see McDavid as... McDavid is the star. Right. Like, that is who... Like, obviously, you have Dreisaitl. He's great. But McDavid is a guy that everybody looks at. So when you have a player like that, I feel like it can be kind of difficult to create a playoff team when all the media is surrounded against one dude that has a really ugly house. His wife is like a design, is like an architectural designer. I would be so sad in that house. Are you kidding? Actually, that is kind of fair. If you guys haven't seen pictures of like them, their house, because I know that his fiance now, I think they just got engaged, like has some, uh, it's very, um, kind of reminds me of like, do you remember back when like Kim K did that tour of her house and it just kind of looked like a, like a barren wasteland. It's kind of like that yeah. style. It doesn't look lived in at all. It just, right. It, I don't know. I mean, I guess like, obviously when you're going to take pictures of your house, you don't want it to look like there's been like, you know, 20 kids running around and like breaking shit, but right. I don't know. It's just like, it's really dark and it's really plain and i think it symbolizes to me like what winter depression looks like in a place <laughs> in the house they also have a very human looking dog i don't know if you've seen pictures of their dog <laughs> it looks like a person and i hate dogs that look like people sorry it's to anybody probably a person it could be leon drysidle in a dog costume it could be there's a there's a there are romance rumors i'm sure there are fanfics out there of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Oh, definitely. Um, not to play into book talk. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Do you see... Do, I, I, we can give our overall predictions once we get to the end of this. But yeah. I, you know, I think they're probably the best or one of the best in the Pacific. So mm -hmm. um, we'll see. And then uh, the Kings recently extended Kopitar, their leader. Um, and... Uh, I think they have him for another four years now. Um, first player from Slovenia, actually, to make it into the NHL. Just a weird tidbit. Um, but what I think is funny is their goalie situation. Are, they, are we looking at Cam Talbot? Cam Talbot, who the who the, who the the senators told to go pound sand, like, um, a couple months ago? Like, My favorite story about the Kings from the past season, I forget if they were first in the division at this point or if they were just like you know second but they were one of the highest ranked teams with a negative goal differential last year is that true the, yes yes it was awful you see when you go on the standings on the nhl app every other team is in like green and they're just red it's like a negative like 10 and it's like how how are you that bad 
Well, I guess because Jonathan Quick didn't have the year that they might have thought he would, and that's why he's gone in like a midnight trade. But yeah, I think they're so... gonna. I think they're gonna be suffering the karma of that for a long time. Oh yeah, like, I mean, Phoenix. I think his last name's Copley. Yeah, Copley. Yeah. Um, he's on like a very very cheap contract. I think it's one point five mil. He's not a bad goaltender. He's just kind of there. He's not someone that you're going to write home about. And then you have Cam Talbot on the other end, who's like, I don't know, 80 years old. Probably not, but it's like <laughs> close to it. No, no, he's like 30. I think he's only like 34. Yeah. I mean, he played for Ottawa. So I guess once again, it's kind of something that how much can you compare a goalie from one team to the other when they're just, I don't know. These, I mean, having a, having a point, having under a point nine hundred. Um, save percentage is just embarrassing. Oh, Jesus Christ, out for blood. It's true. Um, I mean, over, like, I think it was 17 goalies had over a 9-10. So, I don't know, just just get good. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Off the puck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, also the Kings um, lost um, Corpusalo. Say it again? The Kings lost um, Corpusalo. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I don't even think the Kings are going to be as good as they were last year. Um, no, I don't think so either. But, you know, it's anybody's guess. All right, uh, how about the Sharks? Lost EK65. They added uh, Duclair, though, amongst others, um, for talking about people who added to the Bruins' downfall. I actually like Duclair a lot, but I, um, they're, you know... Their defensemen were already abysmal, and that was when they had Eric Carlson. Um, it is worse now. Somehow, you'd think that losing Eric Carlson would make your defense better. But <laughs> did you here know we that, are. Um, I I think I did the stats right. But did you know that he played a part in forty three percent of the Sharks' offense last season? Oh my God! Forty three percent. Your defensemen. Do you also, do you want to know another crazy stat? I was going to go off on him earlier, but, um, so Carlson put up 25 goals, 76 assists, and 101 points, but he was on the ice for 126 5v5, even, aka even strength, goals against. Shocker. Um, he was, he's on this list three times, uh, <laughs> this year, 2015 to 16. And then 2017 to 18. So, that is ridiculous. Goaltending or not, like... Eric Carlson... Eric Carlson sucks at his position. Yeah, he should be a forward. He should be a forward. He's just... It was like, like he's a right wing now. And I was like... Might as well be. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. And that's why my my ex-boyfriend is a big... Penguins fan, and he texted me right after the trade happened, and I was like, "Was like, you know what? You can keep him. I don't care. Your team is still gonna suck. You've added a negligible player. Like he is literally going to add as much to your offense as he takes away defensively." Um, but yeah, another team that I think is gonna suck big dick. I think they're gonna be bad still. Oh yeah, I mean. I mean- their their goaltending situation is fun. Um, they signed Blackwood. Oh yeah, no uh, more Reimer. Yeah, 
I mean, I guess that's an upgrade. Uh, True. Two years, 0.35 mil AAV. Uh, and since 2020, he's been hurt eight times. My roommate was a Devils fan, and I feel like every time I would walk downstairs into the living room, she would be telling me that Blackwood got hurt again. And put this, to put this into perspective, he's only played 152 games in his NHL career, so almost every 19 games played, he suffers an injury. Wow. Yeah, that's worse than Jari. That's pretty bad. Way worse than Jari. Yeah, so this man, sure, whatever. And then they have uh, Kakinen. Kakinen? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm fucking up with names today, I guess. I don't care. I, yeah, nobody else should care because... Yeah, if know. somebody cares, you can f- take it up with me. Tweet me. I'll meet you in a parking lot and we can fight it out. Um, Ooh, I don't know if we should make that, <laughs> promise. promise. <laughs> 3.85 goals against average. Holy shit. Percentage in 37 games played. Uh, yeah, Blackwood was a 3.20. And he had a 0.893 save percentage with the Devils. And the Devils weren't bad. So no. just also think about that. Uh, and also, uh, Kakanen wears number 36, so he's definitely a little bit strange. <laughs> now we're, we're judging how strange a person is based on their number? Yes. If, I mean, everybody, every goal is like 1, 30, 35, 33, 40. The 36, Maybe yeah, I guess that nine. is. Yeah, yeah, I guess that is kind of weird. It's strange. Yeah, yeah we're let's sit on that for a bit. All right. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. There's no reasons that we should keep talking about the Sharks, who are ass. I'm done with them. Um, but I think one good team, the Kraken, who obviously made the humongous, humongous, humongous jump from <laughs> sorry, the humongous jump from not making the playoffs in their inaugural season as an NHL team to beating the Colorado Avalanche, who were still a favorite. Um, even going into the playoffs to potentially um, vie for their second straight Stanley Cup, but were knocked out instead by Maddie Beneers and a bunch of old dudes. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, but they added Yamamoto, who I really like. He's also a native of Spokane, I think. So it's kind of cool that he'll get to go and play um, so close to home. And they also re-signed Vince Dunn, um, who's a very good defenseman. Uh, but then beyond that, I mean, they still have... Maddie Beneers, who obviously everybody knows I'm a big fan of, Go Blue. Um, uh, you know, they also, Everly, Gord, McCann's very good. Um, they did lose Morgan Geeky to the Bruins, but I think that thank they you. still, yeah, I think they still, yeah, thank you guys. I think they still have um, a, a lot of power, not a huge, not a whole lot of changes from last year, and seeing as they were very successful um, in uh last season with what they had i think that they have a good chance to definitely make the playoffs um but potentially even go further what about you know what do you think i know grubauer's still the man in the net um i don't know your thoughts on him i kind of like him i like him um even though his his uh his stats aren't the best but i mean let's not talk about stats we're girls um we should i don't know anything about hockey things i don't know either um but yeah, so they also have Chris uh, Dredger. He hasn't, so he wasn't really, he didn't play at all. He injured his ACL during the gold medal game of the IIHF World Championships. He was cleared in February, but um, he cleared waivers and was assigned to Coachella Valley. 
2.61 goals against average and a .908 save percentage in 14 games with Coachella Valley. So, I mean, it's a guy who I really want to watch, like, get a second chance. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be all right. Um, and then the next team, the Canucks, I have, I'll show Lauren as well, and I'll just commentate it. Underneath them, my only note is Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes. Uh, because let's be honest, that's all the Canucks have going for them and have had going for them for quite a while. What about Thatcher Demko? My bad. Yeah, I forgot about Thatcher Demko. Top 10, top 10. <laughs> goalies in the league, apparently, according to that fan vote we talked about. Yeah, you guys, you Canucks fans, you let me know how that works out for you. Your top 10 goaltender. Like, who knows Thatcher Demko? Who's voting for Thatcher Demko? Who are these people that they polled? Clearly not us. People, though. Yeah, cl- I never got it. I didn't get the I didn't get the the Google form in my inbox. <laughs> I said I was like maybe they should just have goalies like vote on this. Maybe they should put me in like the group of people that vote for like the Vesna. True. I think I'm qualified. I think we should be in the what do they call that? The writers association or whatever it is, yeah. the people who get to to vote. Add us to the list, Gary. I don't think Gary decides, but yeah, you got anything else on the Canucks that you're dying to talk about? Their goalies are not great. Spencer Martin, he's not great. Um, Silovs, Silovs, he's probably the only he's the only goalie that has a sub three goals against average. And no, I guess uh, Demko has a point nine oh one save percentage. So I guess he he he's he clears. Cut, he yeah, he's clearing. Um, but yeah, no, there's really not much to say. It's just Quinn Hughes. And this is why yep. he's so sad. Like, look at his team. This man Go is blue. so depressed. Yeah. I, uh, I, if I were Quinn Hughes, I'd be depressed too. Um, but good team. The current reigning Stanley Cup champion, the Vegas Golden Knights, um, I want to throw out there that we also got this question from uh, Darlene, who on Twitter is at D-E Chisholm, C-H-I-S-O-L-M, asking about if we thought the Knights would repeat because they've had sort of minimal roster turnover um, coming into this season, or will the Oilers pull it together? Because they all, we didn't mention this, they do now have a healthy Connor Brown. Um, I don't think that he makes that big of a difference in in just given their, given the team that the Oilers are, but I don't know, what do you think about do you see the Knights? Are they poised to make another run at the Stanley Cup? Definitely. For sure. I mean, I think it just comes down to they have the pieces offensively. They have the pieces defensively. Last year they went through, I mean, if you're going to count Leonard, they went through four goaltenders. Mm. So if as long as, I mean, now I think it's just um, Aiden Hill and Thompson. Yeah, Aiden Hill and yep. Thompson. So, as long as those two can stay healthy and perform like they did this year, I mean, I don't see why you couldn't, you know, at least make it to, you're definitely going to make the playoffs. Yeah. I don't see why you couldn't make it further. I think that there's a, still a, a good opportunity for, um, you know, a, a repeat. This year, I think they owe a lot of it to, not to give too much credit to your man, they owe a lot of it to they had really successful goaltending in the playoffs despite having, you know, pretty significant 
I mean, you know, we started out the season, we're like, wow, look at Logan Thompson. Like, this is the kid. Um, and then obviously he got hurt. And then they really had to sort of do a lot of shuffling around. But I think they still have great leadership, great um, players across the board. I, I, I do think – all right, so they're our last team in the Pacific. Where do you see top three – you give me yours first, top three in the Pacific, and then do you see any other Pacific teams making it into the playoffs? My top three is going to be Vegas, mm-hmm. Edmonton, and Seattle. Yeah. Honestly, I'm I'm kind of with that. I I I agree. I think I think in that order, I'm gonna be honest. I know that's because last year it was um Knights uh Oilers Kings I believe right yeah because the Knights played the Jets who barely snuck in um but at any rate I uh do you think any of the other teams have a chance of sneaking in or do you think that cuz not that the Central is particularly strong either but do you see of the two wild card spots that will go to some team in the West do you is there any team you think in the Pacific that has a chance? Um, if I was going to pick another team, it would probably be the Kings having the better chance. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think they just got to get the goalie situation worked out. Who knows? Cam Talbot could have yeah. a career year. Yeah, and then they, just think about Vegas, too. A lot of a lot of teams now are starting to like use utilize the tandem. Mm, and yep. So if, if Thompson and Hill are a tandem and they're both playing half the games like that is probably the best case scenario that you can have yeah yeah that they would definitely especially if they perform if thompson keeps up um what was at the beginning of the season a uh, a uh, calder caliber season i know we talked about how hard it is to win the, the calder as a goalie um but he's he's also older he has a lot of experience in the ahl um, and obviously we saw what Aiden Hill can do. So I do think that's a really powerful um, tandem that, I don't know, anybody's guess. Um, but yeah, I, I think Aiden I'm, Hill. shout out Aiden Hill. We all know that Lauren loves Aiden Hill. Aiden Hill, if you're listening, she's single. So true. Because um, <laughs> that's, we don't talk about that ever. It's not in the name of the podcast no. or anything. Um, I'm actually married. Yeah, the no missus thing, it doesn't actually work because I'm married. I'm I'm a missus, yeah. Um, but at any rate, so that's our rundown of the Pacific. Next week, obviously, we will cover the Central. Um, so if you have any thoughts specifically about the Central you want us to talk about, um, we'd love to talk about it. Uh, but I would be remiss if I didn't talk about what is now one of the most significant moments of my life, mm-hmm. which is the kiss. The kiss. So, the kiss. so beautiful. Like, that is going to be my standard for the rest of my life. If I don't have what Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand have, I don't want it. Exactly. I mean, that, that literally broke the internet. I was scrolling on Twitter that day, and you could not pass by a single post that wasn't like that. I remember I saw someone who didn't even, like, who wasn't even, like, a part of Bruins Twitter, and they were like, these guys kissing just totally made my day. <laughs> it's like, yeah, m- mine too, dude. God, I love them. Brad Marchand is like an ally, though. Oh, he, they both are. I mean, Patrice Bergeron yeah. was like the first 
like back in 2016 when when massachusetts was considering like the bathroom bill for transgender people in massachusetts was like an advocate for it um yeah and yeah i if you haven't seen that video if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it first of all you're dead to me second of all go look it up right now at charlie mcavoy's wedding which was beautiful i know we talked about it last week but the pictures that have been coming out uh like they looked amazing um the venue was beautiful um but it was made all the more beautiful by patrice bergeron and brad marchand's choreographed dance um in which they kissed i don't know either that or it came from the heart i I think meat man said that he was like i'd like to believe it just came from the love that they have for each other and they just knew um but yeah, I uh, it was magnificent. It was phenomenal and so funny. And then did you see that Brad Marchand's wife posted it on her story and captioned it like, his one true love. <laughs> so yeah. like, that's so like, real. At least you know. like She gets it. It's, it's so funny because I know a lot of people make their wedding day purely about themselves. But if Brad Marchand and Bergeron took over the dance floor at my wedding like have it i'll pay for your wedding like yeah like this is seriously this is you now the way that everybody in the background is like celebrating so hard like nick felino yeah. is like cheering them on in the background uh brandon carlo it's so funny that was just a really great beautiful moment um i can't get over it i could talk about it forever it was so it was, phenomenal like the the dancing the like the kiss the twirl the lift like the lift (laughs) it was so good it really was um i don't know i'm just left speechless by them all the time truly uh well keeping with the bruins news for counting that as bruins news but really that's just world news that should have been like headline the day um swayman had an interview um basically post-arbitration talking about process and he basically said there was no hard feelings but it felt you know you could tell that it had been tense and he said he wouldn't wish it on anybody he was talking about it like it was torture um i don't want to go through it ever again yeah it's like holy shit what did they yeah jesus like what did they do to you i mean i guess i guess it's just business as usual like he said but um i guess like when he was talking uh they brought up omar and I really loved what he said because he was like, there's nothing separating that guy and I. Yeah. Uh, that's something I'm really excited about and I'm looking forward to back in action with him. And that was so cute. Like, I know people hate the goalie hug, whatever. I don't care what I you I don't think. care. I like the goalie hug. Two men hugging makes my day. Um, Real. Men, just and... start hugging more in front of True. me. Oh, that sounded... Stop, uh, stop I don't hugging know. random women at the bar and stop and start hugging your friends yeah like, real like they, they need it dude they're going through it help them out on the or kiss them things, kiss them and oh, do dude, the kiss them with their permission i don't want this consensual please um on a sadder note however he did speak about game seven and he Oof. said that uh he made a commitment to personally make sure that he was going to do everything he could to never have to feel that again and so i think this is going to be the year of Swayman. The year of Swayman. The year of Swayman. Slayman, as they say. Slay. Slay. <laughs> he's gonna be. He's gonna be good. And if he's not, I eat my words. No, I don't. I'm still gonna say he's good, regardless. 
yeah, but so I'm feeling the year of swimming and the year of Allmark. This is the year of the goalie tandem carrying us all the way to a Stanley Cup. Because <sighs> we're going to yeah, actually use I, it in the playoffs. I think there's something to be said about how goaltending is changing throughout the league because now we're not seeing... I mean, yeah, we still see guys playing 50, 55 games as your starter, but you're also seeing, you're either seeing more injuries or you're seeing guys who are playing more as a tandem and it's it's, it's successful. Sorry, I couldn't get that word out. But it's okay. It's just like, I really like the tandem as someone who's been a part of a tandem. It's a lot of people talk about how Swayman and Omar aren't, should be more competitive and I just really disagree. Like, you can be competitive and be a friend of your goalie partner. So, yeah, that's my spiel. Uh, love your goalie partner. Don't fight with them or do if they're an asshole. I don't know. I don't know your life. Yeah. Well, speaking of fighting, um, oh, hot topic. For those of you who don't know. Nope, you all know because we already talked about it. As you're all aware. <laughs> We're part of Primetime Productions, which is a phenomenal company. Can you shut up? Um, <laughs> um, this is honestly, you know what? I'm going to drop this question. Not this question about PTP, but I'm going to drop specifically who everyone thinks would win in a fight between me and Lauren. I'm going to drop that poll on the uh, on All Goals No Misses account. Um, I'm going to lose. I know it. Well... Um, anyway, you guys don't know know my fighting ability yet. I know I'm scrappy. Um, but anyway, so at primetime, we have a whole bunch of people who do podcasts and stuff. Question I asked, um, Mel and Sully over at, uh, something's brewing is who would win an all out brawl between all of the current team members of PTP in an all out brawl. Who wins? Lauren, who's your pick? Oh, God. Mel and um, Sully had the cop-out where they were like, we wouldn't fight Lauren and Grace, so they don't even count. Put me well, in. guess what? We're going to fight you. Put me in, coach. Put me in. Let's see what happens. Let's so see what happens. We are all agreeing to this fight. Nothing I'm in. is off limits. We're all agreeing. All right. Okay. So give me give me your... Who who are you putting putting out there? Um, So I know for sure who I could beat up. Uh, Which... <laughs> Who could you beat up? A hundred percent, Brett. I was gonna say Brett. <laughs> um, Sully. I I feel like I could take him. I could take Sully. I also don't know. Mel said that Sully was five three. I don't think that's true. But the fact that I could believe that, I think, just goes to show that I could beat him in a fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I feel like Ace wouldn't fight. I mean. I actually, no, is, I, I, could totally, I could totally fight Ace. Ace is a dad. Ace yeah. Ace couldn't do it. Yeah. What's he gonna do? Like, release his dogs on me? I don't know. I got dogs, too. Um, I think maybe... Oh, Meat Man! Yeah. Okay, you th- you think you could take Meat Man? I... I, I... I don't know. I don't know about him. He's only 6'1". Bro, that's like almost a whole foot taller than me. Okay, well, it's not a whole foot taller than me. I... I could go under the legs. I do a little oh, God. <laughs> a little sneak attack action. Kick him out. Uh, the back of the knee. I think yeah. I, I, use, I use that in hockey. Why not? 
Yeah, yeah that one. I'm gonna be a ninja. Yeah, I think it's all about stealth. Um, and you, you're small and shifty. Um. Thank you. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I honestly, I don't want to agree with Mel and Sully. I want to give it to myself, but in all honesty, Lucy. I honestly, I think Chris Davis. Okay. Oh, wait. That's, yeah, that's true. Chris Davis, I think, could take us all. That's, that's that's actually really accurate. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I do think Meat Man would put up a good fight, but I just think Chris would take us all out. I don't know. Boozy kind of scares me sometimes. <sighs> I, mean, <sighs> I, think, I'm still I, I think I could also beat up Mel, too, by the way. <laughs> Mel's, tall, <laughs> Mel's like 6'1 or 6'2, though. Um, did we not just talk about the sneaky maneuvers? True. Real. Also, um, I had a I had a conversation with him today. I'll just um like lure him away with Crab Rangoon and I'll win. Crab Rangoon <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that would be your weapon of choice, Crab Rangoon. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna it's it's easy, it's everywhere. Well, anyway, if anybody has any other thoughts I'll be dropping that poll after this episode comes out about who would win between Lauren and me. Do you want to know uh, what I have in my notes for, what? for me versus you? What? Uh, Grace would step on me and I'd be okay with that. Parentheses yeah. for free. <laughs> <laughs> so real. So real. Um, what about Bobby, though? I feel like Bobby, Bobby would like, is... car and, like hit us all he's he's scrappy too i could see him being feisty especially if he's got barb his cat she could take me True. i would never take barb in a fight no I, I wouldn't that scares me well anyway if anybody else has any thoughts about that and also listen to the other podcasts see if based on their personality you agree with our takes um and you know based on personality just listening to our voices, even if you don't know what we look like, which I'm sure most of you do. You know, who would win between Lauren and me? Mel and Sully said they'd give it to me. Yeah, and then I was called, and then they said, I don't know, Lauren might be one of those crazy goalies. You are one of those crazy, that's, no, I say it all the time. It's redundant. Crazy goalie. You're just Drew, saying the same I word twice. I can't say it. I can't. I can't try to prove that I'm not a crazy goalie. Lauren can walk straight under the crossbar without ducking. <laughs> on skates. I cannot do that. That's not possible. <laughs> it hits my back, guys. I swear. <laughs> please. Please start that rumor. I'm like 4'5", like please. Start the rumor. I'll send you all pictures if you need it. Like, I have, I have picture proof. Yeah, yeah. So Alright. Well... The other thing that I wanted to just bring up, I wanted to hear other takes and people's takes about it, because I feel like I can't effectively do a whole rundown for our friend Philly on Twitter asked for those those people who I know a lot of people out there are new to hockey or they're new to basketball, but we've been really appreciative. They've started listening to either All Goals, No Misses, Cross Court Coverage, or one of our other 
podcast, despite it not being like their top sport or their favorite sport. Um, Philly asked about comparisons really between like teams story wise between the NHL and the NBA. Um, and I figure I would pull um, some people on Twitter um, and maybe do a little a little chat about it on cross coverage as well. But I guess a couple things that come right to mind. I know Lauren is not big into the NBA, um, but she's going to be I'll now because she listens later. Unless you want me to tell it now. Go ahead. Tell your story. Um, I played basketball. I was the only girl on my team to ever hit a three-pointer in elementary school. At your height? Um, at my height. I was tall when I was in elementary school, okay? We need to shut up about this. <laughs> this is going to cause us to fight. Um, Good. I was a big Celtics fan in elementary school. Fun fact. As you should be. Yeah. I also really liked LeBron James, and I don't anymore. You, that's a weird I way to go. I liked him when he played for the Cavs. The first time or the second time? The first time. Ugh, what? Ugh, what? And you know, were a Celtics I was, I was fan? Like, I was like four. Give me a break. Uh, but yeah. yeah so, you were basically in the womb. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, so I used to be a Celtics fan, so I'm not an idiot when it comes to basketball. Uh, I know the teams. Those are your words, not mine. Um, that's debatable. Um, but yeah, so well, I know things, just not okay. Well, then you can see if you agree with some of my my takes here. Just a couple to give. The one I, I think about, like those of you who know the NBA, know the NHL, or know one or the other, you probably still at least know about the dynasty that was the Golden State Warriors, and some may argue still is the Warriors. How they went on quite the run. Um, originally just with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, back Andre Iguodala they had, um, Andrew Bogut, um, but they ultimately then also got Kevin Durant um, and made sort of a super team. Not the, really the super team part, but you can kind of look to the one I think of is the Penguins, how now they sort of have an aging core that previously was a dynasty. I never liked to compliment the Penguins that much, but they did win – Two straight Stanley Cups, obviously a different timeline. This is several years before the Warriors had their run. Um, But now they're both sort of in this place of not really knowing their identity and still trying to figure out if they're clinging on to the past or if they should move on to a new era. And they're struggling. I mean, the Warriors were the eighth seed, you know, just a couple years ago. And um, the Penguins didn't even make the playoffs this last year. And they're responsible for Florida getting into the playoffs um, because of that. We were all there. We remember. Um, it's it's also hard not for me to not compare the Celtics and the Bruins. I know that it's just they have they're in the same place, obviously Boston, um, but the sort of historic character of the team I think contributes to a lot of the players that decide to go and play there. Like you know. If you are a Boston Celtic, what are you waving at right now? There's a bug. Oh, there was a bug. Um, <laughs> just so you like waving your hand around. Um, I think that Pick that contributes. I, I have something to say. Well, I know. I was like, are you raising your hand? Do you want to talk? Is that what we're doing now? Um, I do sometimes wish that you all could see us as we're doing these. Because, like, right now I'm just, like, strewn out across this couch in the basement of my cousin's house. And Lauren is waving around her arm like a maniac. Um, You're missing my, my rain beer 
pajama pants. She's got some cool ass pajama pants on right now. Um, But anyway, so yeah, those are just a couple that come to mind. If other people who like both basketball and hockey have takes and ideas, I'll pose that question on our Twitter. Um, Or maybe at this point you're listening to this, you've already seen it on our Twitter. Um, It's like I'm looking into the future right now. Um, But yeah, so those are my thoughts. Philly, I'll have more for you. Don't worry. Those are just the ones that came to my mind immediately. Um, Let's go back to a little Bruins talk, though. Captain predictions. There's been a lot of questions, a lot of rumors swirling around. What what do you see happening, Lauren? So, I understand, like, there's basically a lot of people are talking two options. They're talking McAvoy or they're talking Marshan. Um, if I were in that room and I was to choose between those two, despite there being a short turnaround just because of Marshan's age, I believe I would choose him just because, I mean, first off, he kissed your former captain. So he has to like, I don't know, osmosis the captaincy into him, (laughs) but maybe he, you know, they have gone gone through their basically entire careers together, and I'm willing to bet Martian without Bergeron is not the player that we see today, especially considering all of the suspensions and fines that he had when he was a younger player. And watching him, you know, make that turnaround, I think is something that, you know, kind of embodies a captain is you're you're maturing and you're able to show younger kids, hey, I did this. This is what you shouldn't do. This is the line that is drawn. You know, stuff like that. I think that he would be a good uh, role model for, you know, maybe not for licking people, but I'm not really a big fan of that. It's be hygienic people, but... Yeah. Real. Um, I, I agree. I think that obviously with just the Bruins having had so many captains, I guess, at this point in the span of such a short time, obviously Chara for a couple of years, Bergeron for a couple of years, and then this would, in theory, be Marshawn for a couple of years. Um, I understand where they're coming from with like people who are doubtful about that quick of a turnaround and how that could impact things, but I honestly think that there's there could be such a seamless transition it would make it a more seamless transition, I should say, to go from Bergeron to Marshawn for a couple of years to... I think probably next in line is Charlie McAvoy. Um, I also think that Brad Marshall, especially, I just admire so much how he has grown as a person and as a player. He, I think he epitomizes what it means to sort of, you know, because we're not all born as Patrice Bergerons. We're not born as born leaders who can immediately take the reins of a team. Um, Brad Marshall, you know, a few years ago, you know, back when it was Chara and Marshawn and, and um, you know, Bergeron often sharing or Krejci threw in there as well, there was really no question that, like, it, the next up captain after Chara left was not going to be Brad Marshawn. Like, it just wasn't. Nobody had that question. But since then, I think he's grown, matured. I think he's shown how much more level-headed he is, and he's been such an invaluable leader. Um, for everybody on that team. So I, I agree. I think it should be him. I want it to be him. I don't know if you know the answer to this. I had to burp. 
I don't know if you know the answer to this, um, or even if there is a correct answer. How much of the captaincy do you think is determined by between like the GM, president, coach, and the players I, too? I, I feel like it might vary team by team. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think you can really say for sure. I feel like maybe at some point, because you're going to look at the centennial season, and do you know how many people would buy a jersey with a Marshan C on it? That's, so that's really why I'm asking, because I'm picturing, like, the Jacobs family just mm-hmm. eating that shit up. You know, the possibility oh, yeah. of a centennial jersey with the C on it, with Brad Marshan's name on the back. Uh, I mean, like, if they have it their way, I think that's exactly what they would want. Yeah, oh, 100%. And I think, like, a lot of people brought up uh, Pasternak for it. Yep. And I, did you see that quote? Or I, I think, I think that quote? was fake. Was it, was it fake? I don't know. I just looked it up, actually, because I was just thinking about that also. I know somebody posted, like, a quote on Twitter, but it was in Czech. Yeah. And, and like so, obviously, I couldn't, I couldn't read it. Um, but they allegedly translated it but like i'm looking that up on um just google and like nothing is coming up for it um yeah i mean regardless if it was if it's um true or not uh basically what the thing says was like after you know leaders like sandino char and priest bergeron you'd rather be a helper helper instead of a captain and like I mean, that that kind of is a true statement, and I would kind of believe that David Posternock is like that. Like, I don't believe, I don't not think for one second that he's a leader in the room. He's definitely a leader, but I don't really see him having that extra push to be the captain. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I definitely think, I think it was Ty Anderson at, over at 98.5 who said if he was going to break it down he gave the odds what was it like 25 25 for marshawn mcavoy and then he said like 10 and 10 oh no what was it it was like because the other ones it was marshawn bergeron martin bergeron marshawn god damn it fuck i'm gonna go cry now i wish Mar- we take that guy? marsh i know marshawn mcavoy Pasternak, Carlo, and I think he also like threw in Coil in there just as like a another one. Um, mm-hmm. But ultimately, put his odds on McAvoy Marsh, and I think that that is what it is. But do you, in any world, I personally don't. But do you, in any world, see them not having a captain for the centennial season? God, like what we were just talking about with the Jacobs family. No, I, I really, right. don't. I, they're gonna have captains. Uh, a, a captain, not gonna have captains. Yeah, no, I agree completely. Um, so anyway, beyond that, beyond the Bruins, we wanted to talk about the five teams that we would, under no circumstances, want to play for. You heard our top five most hated and top five most loved players, but now we really want, and I'm sure there's no question about several of mine, but Lauren. Do you have yours listed? I do have mine listed. Do you have them in countdown form? I do. Lauren, give me your number five. Calgary. Yo, 
That's so valid. Why it Calgary? It doesn't seem like a great place. I've I've never been. I don't know, but um, I think like Lucic said something about like how there's nothing to do or whatever, and I think he got <laughs> for it. Flamed, get it? But I agree with him. I I I just can't see it being very fun. That's so real, and honestly, that that ties into why my number five team would most certainly be the Vancouver Canucks. You are so in the middle of nowhere. You are, I get it, no, I don't need, I don't, I don't need in my replies people on about how many cool things there are to do in Vancouver. There are plenty of cool things to do in South Portland, Maine, where I'm from, but guess what, I would never say that there should be a hockey team there. Um, so, that would be my number five. Cold. I'm a, I'm a, coming back to Michigan, I recently came back to Michigan like I recorded last week as well, and this week I'm also in Michigan, is, has shown me that I have started to become a Southern girly in terms of weather. Like, I was chilly up here. So I don't want to go to a freezing cold place like Valid. Vancouver. Um, all right, give me your number four. Toronto. Yeah. Tough media. I mean, I don't know. I just don't think, I don't think I'd enjoy it there. There's also, they're really annoying. Yeah, team. And I've been to Toronto. It's a pretty cool place. I like the casinos there. Um, but I, I get that. That's fair. Um, my number four. No explanation needed. I don't think at all. Um, the Chicago Blackhawks. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I I don't need to elaborate. I don't think. You don't have I think to everybody. Elaborate. Everybody gets yeah. it. All right. So give me your number three. Um. Currently, Arizona. Oh, really? That's sad, though. I almost I feel too bad for them to say that. Well, so I played in a college in college rinks for the past four years. This is true. I don't really want to go back. Like, I, I, obviously, it's better than the beer league rinks that I'm playing at right now. So I would so go back. So true. But if I had a choice, I would rather play, uh, you know, at a really big rink with a lot of people instead of... A smaller rink. Even though I don't think it's the worst thing ever. Everybody makes Arizona's, like, their rink into, like, a horrible big thing. It's just, like, I don't think it's awful. It's just, it's temporary. I bet it's loud in there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I bet it gets rowdy. The the people in there, like, better be passionate. Hell yeah. You're not going to get all those businessmen, hopefully, you know, that are sitting up and buying those suites, like, in Boston. The people right. who are making the tickets like four thousand dollars per game. Yeah, real. Yeah. What's your All right. Three? Philadelphia. They were my honorable mention. Yeah, you couldn't pay me all the money in the world to go and play in Philadelphia, let alone for a team like the Flyers. Maybe when Claude Drew was there, I might have, but man, no, thank you. I'm out. I mean, we could have put you in net for the Philadelphia Flyers. True. True. And I would probably have helped them immensely, immensely. considering what they had to work with. Um, yeah. All right. Give me your number two. St. Louis. Oh. I hate St. Louis. Like so the much. city or the team? Both. Like, um, Have you been to St. Louis? Yes. I went for my oh. national tournament. Uh, which was over my spring break, uh, my junior year. 
mm-hmm. and I went to a I went to a Cabela's, and it was cool. That's fun, you know. We, it was like right next to a, an abandoned mall, so we were like, "Hey, like, we asked this worker, what is there to do around here?" And he looked at us dead in the face, and he goes, "This is it." And I was like, "There's no, <laughs> this can't just be it." So. We we walked around St. Louis. Uh, we took like the little like scooters that they had around. We did like like the bird scooters. The... Yeah, those are fun until you almost fall off. True. Um, we did see they had an aquarium there, which was you know pretty cool. I love aquariums. But if anybody wants to I take me on a aquarium. date, take me to an aquarium. I love. I'll, I'll sit and stare aquarium. at the sharks for like twenty four hours. Real. We should go to Georgia. We should go to the Georgia Aquarium. Is there a good aquarium in Georgia? Yeah, they, um, they're the only aquarium that has whale sharks. That is not far from me at all. I could drive okay. there and do it. We could make a little trip of it. Yeah. All right. Okay, anyway. I'm now that Lauren and, I are, Lauren and I are done planning our next date. Um, <laughs> so did St. Louis get any better than that? No. St. Louis was a horrible experience, especially to have your spring break on. All of my friends are, like, in Fort Lauderdale, Miami, you know, soaking up the sun, and I'm at a cold rink in St. Louis. However, I will say, the Blues practice rink has, like, a half-outdoor rink that we were allowed to practice on. Um, Only three of our players practice on it, including me, because everybody else, their plane got delayed. It was just the three of us messing around. It was really hot, so we couldn't really stay out there for that long or do too many things. Yeah. But it was it was a really cool experience. Well, that's but nice. Okay. That but still. <laughs> okay. There you go. Um, number two and number one, I feel like, are going to come as no surprise to anybody who knows me. Um, number two, if you know where I went to college, um, I have to say I'm obligated to say Columbus. Um, you could never put me within a hundred yards of the Ohio State University campus, um, without me throwing up. Um, so if I can stay out of that city, I'm going to do it. Also, they suck. I would never want to play for Mike Babcock. Although there are a lot of Michigan people there, so I could say hi to my old friends. I'm just kidding. I wasn't friends with them, but they did live down the street from me. Um, they were kind of annoying and threw some loud parties, so maybe I could hash it out with them about that I, I could take fantilli in a fight yeah um all right give me your number one chicago yeah i ju- i don't chicago seems too big of a city for me first have you all. been to chicago before uh yeah i have i like chicago as a city i think I, it was fine um but then you factor in the organization and it's yeah. just immediate no no. Real. Yeah, fuck them. True. True. That's such a gracism. The true. True. Um, what is your number one? I don't know. That's a really good question. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. If I could, I would make it Kane's five times. And that's like <laughs> also saying something because I literally lit Like I could live where I live right now and play for the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, and don't get me wrong. I love my school and I love the area. If you haven't been to Chapel Hill, it's awesome. And even Raleigh is like not even the worst city um, that I've ever been to. I Yeah, it's like a cool, it's kind of cool. What I like about it, they have like 
similar to what there is in New Orleans, there's like a block, like several block um, perimeter in which you can open carry. So like you can get something from one bar and like walk with it outside to a different one, which is cool. You can't do that in a lot of cities. Um, like you can't do that. I think pretty much every other city I've ever lived in. Um, but that's cool. And they have some like cool, like speakeasies. Um, but like PNC arena is in a parking lot. Like it's mm. like my friend lives outside of Raleigh and she can get to PNC arena super fast. I stay at her house if we go to a game and like, it's like, it's like just driving through the woods and suddenly the woods open up. There's a bunch of cars and you're like, huh, kind of, that's a weird, what is that building right there? Oh, that's a stadium. What? Um, like it's, but I mean, you know, I got to give it to Carolina. Their, they, their fans ride for them. Um, to the point where it's really fucking annoying and I hate them. So I wouldn't want to do it, but, but yeah, so I think we all know that it's pretty safe to say that my number one is the Carolina hurricanes. If I had to play for the Carolina hurricanes, I think I would retire from the NHL immediately, immediately effective, effective immediately. Um, but yeah, I want to go to Wilmington. Wilmington. Yeah. Have you ever been to Wilmington? I haven't been to Wilmington, but I've heard it's cool. It's, I know a few people who went to like UNC Wilmington and now go to law school with me. Um, there are some cool like places. Like I've heard down in the mountains, like Asheville is cool. I think they have some like nice breweries. I've even heard they have like wineries and, and stuff down there. So I'd love to go. And obviously I know a lot of people go to the Outer Banks and stuff for vacation. Um, I want to go to the Outer Banks too. North Carolina is a cool... It's, it's a cool state. I know I'm a bitch about it all the time, but that's... 90% a bit because I do really like the area. Um, but yeah, so I recommend it if anybody wants to, you know, wants any recommendations for things to do in North Carolina besides going to a Hurricanes game, which I, if you want to do that, that's on you. Um, I'll buy but a shirt. If, if you actually buy a Carolina Hurricanes shirt, I will never be friends with you again. Like I won't. <laughs> cut the pot my 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 friends and i when we were going into our exams last semester we all felt terrible going into them we were like we're all gonna fail so to make us feel better we said whoever ends up getting the worst grade like we made bets like what the other people would do for them um so like if i got the worst grades my friend madeline and her husband who are carolina hurricanes fans would have to wear my bruins jerseys for a whole day um, and like if I ended up getting the worst grade, um, so that was that was. Uh, if anybody wants to go to a Canes game, as long as you're not wearing Canes stuff, I guess it's fine because they do have cool beer dispensers. I said. Well, yeah. So those are our five most hated teams. Tell us what you think. You agree? You disagree? If you disagree, let's fight about it. Let's argue. This next topic is so stupid. <laughs> Why don't you intro this topic, Lauren? Um. Jack Hughes said boobs. Nice. Did you know that? <laughs> nice. nice. Um, it was a motivational speech. Like, leave him alone. I'm honestly just surprised that he knows what boobs are. Like Real. Yeah, it, so if people don't know what Lauren is referencing, this video was going around. It even led to Jack Hughes trending on Twitter. Um, because he was like, on a beach like playing volleyball with like a group of like other like college age girls presumably um and like he was like giving a speech like i don't know 
in between sets or whatever and was like okay he's like clearly drunk and is like okay this is what it's about it's about this and i think some girl like off camera like makes like a like a like raise her eyebrows or does something that indicates like she's like thinking like he means tits and then he's like no not your boobs your heart and people were really really pissed about that for some reason they were trying um, to cancel him was, which is fun like getting canceled I don't ride for Jack Hughes either. Like, I'm really not, like, a a Jack Hughes stan, but, like, it was bizarre. Because he could have said so many worse words. I think it would have been worse if he had said... It still wouldn't have been that bad, but, like, if he had said, like, I don't know, like, something... He was just cringy. Like, it's, like... It was just cringe. And if you want to cancel 22-year-old... Drunk friend. He was your classic drunk friend. He's totally, yeah, my... Yeah, it was a, what, I, yo, what drunk friends do. I would be so embarrassed. Like, whatever. 100%. His friends are probably just happy that he didn't say, like, bazoongas or, like, something Tata's. stupid. Tatas. <laughs> Tatas. I just keep saying terrible words for boobs. <laughs> Somebody said mommy milkers on Twitter. <laughs> Not your mommy milkers. Like, that would be so much worse. Like, all it did was, like, make me, like, find him more. Like, I have already said this. This is my theory. And I actually have to attribute this to my my ex-boyfriend. This was his theory about things. Was that some of the best players in the NHL have just spent their whole lives being so good at hockey that they don't learn, like, super normal interaction skills beyond, like, interviews and, like, you know, interactions with coaches and teammates and things. So I honestly think he's just an awkward person. Like, I just think he's awkward. And that was, like, the manifestation of that. They need to be, like, like they're media trained. They should be, like, society trained. Yeah, right? Like, what happens if you can't play hockey anymore? You can't go out into the world and be... Well, you can. If you go out to the world talking like that, you're like every other 22-year-old boy that I met in college. True. Like... Um, but yeah, people were really up in arms about that, but my consensus is no canceling Jack Hughes yet. I'll be the first to say it. If we, if I think we should cancel Jack Hughes for something, I'll be right there. But this ain't it. True. Period. Oh, and then everybody like, everybody was like saying like, don't cancel him. And then it suddenly started this conversation about puck bunnies, which if you don't know, is just like an outrageously like sexist term for when women really just are hockey fans if they don't know like every single rule or player if they can't list every player on every roster or suddenly they're a puck bunny they only like the players because they're hot and I just think it's like another way for like men to weaponize you know sports against women it's like I know more than you so I'm going to make you feel inferior right it's and it's so stupid. Yeah, so if, you know, if you're somebody online who's like, and then I got, like, all these people were, like, in my replies trying to, like, explain to me, like, well, some women really are puck bunnies. There are women's hockey fans, but then the puck bunnies are the ones who only find the players attractive. Like, we don't need, like, A, if you are pissed that somebody says they're a hockey fan, and then you talk to them, and it turns out they really don't like hockey that much, 
and they just are talking about how hot players are, maybe reevaluate whether or not you would have the same sort of visceral reaction if a man did the same thing. Like if some guy told me he's a really big hockey fan and I start like asking him questions about like, oh, like you like this player, what do you think about this team? And he starts to like not know about it and clearly just isn't as knowledgeable as I am. Be honest, like nobody would then be like, well, you must just only like them because they're hot. You're just a puck bunny. It's like, have you have you ever asked, a, like, anyone else, not even, like, a male or woman, whatever, have you ever asked someone to, like, prove that they know stuff about hockey? Because yeah. I haven't. I, women don't. Women don't do that. It's, like, it's just stupid. Yeah, it's... I think, I think, I think we are... I think most people, besides the incels that fight on Twitter, understand that that... We have eyes, bro. Like, I'm not going to look at a hot guy playing hockey, a sport that I love, and be like, damn, no, not for me. Like, like be, be fucking for real about it. Like, why are we pretending that, like, the minute a woman says someone is attractive, like, they all of their opinions go out the window? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sorry that I think he's hotter than you. You know what I mean? Like, are you just pissed Real. that I think he's hot and I know everything about his stats and his his play? Like, why are you pissed about that? Um, but yeah, that's, that's our weekly rant on men on Twitter not validating women hockey fans. So if you're out there, you're listening, and you're a woman hockey fan, I don't care how you started watching hockey. I don't care why you started watching hockey. I don't care if you find some of the players attractive you deserve to enjoy hockey and you are a real fan and i'm sorry that little bitches who are insecure on twitter want to make fun of you for it all right then i think then we got to get into we have some great questions and some great hot takes from all of you i was worried that because we had such a quick turnaround from our last episode that we wouldn't um but let's start with a question uh that we got um from somebody who didn't give their name or anything, but they asked about, is cap space more valuable than good players? What are your thoughts on that? It totally depends on what your goal is. Yeah. Um, you can buy, you can, you can put so much money in for the best talent in the league, but then you have to fill out the rest of your roster. And so then you're bringing in so many people up from the AHL, or you can create a team... I think what the Bruins have done well, I'm going to be biased again, creating a team that does have guys making, you know, upwards of $8 million, but you also have guys who take the team friendly deals um, because they're buying into a system. So it all depends on a lot of factors. It depends on, you know, the, the, I guess the taxes that go into the state individually. Yeah. It, it depends on how much an individual wants to play into a system. And it also depends on how much like a, a manager is willing to shell out for their team. Yeah. And I think also so much of it depends on the state or like the, I don't know what you would want to call it. I guess like the stage of the whole like rebuilding and succeeding cycle that a team is in. You know what I mean? Like if like you're, Right, exactly. Like if you're a, if you're, you know, the the Ducks, like obviously cap space right now is if you're looking towards the future, you want to be 
taking that a little bit more into consideration. I think Lauren's totally right. Like with the Bruins, you saw, you know, Don Sweeney was willing to put the team into a huge cap crunch that really, you know, hurt us now in the off season, but he did it because of where we were at. Like we were really fighting for that cup that it made sense to do that. So it really does depend on, you know, where you're at, what you're trying to invest in, how long you've had a player. Like, you know, you saw like how much the Ducks put into, and obviously it went to arbitration, but still the Ducks put a lot into Troy Terry. And, you know, it, it does come down to just what sort of player you're looking at, why you want them on your team. Um, so I guess that, that sort of goes both ways. Um, somebody also asked this. Um, I don't know what the answer is because in case you guys didn't know, I've never played hockey in my life. Um, they asked for the best hockey stick of 2023. Is that like, are they asking for like a brand or a type of, st- I don't know how it works. A flex. I'm just yeah, saying it's, it's, terms. It's really, it's really individual. I mean, there are definitely lists out there that will tell you what the best sticks are. You know, but those are going to run you a pretty penny. So it's like, are you also trying to, uh, what what age level are you at? Like, I don't know, are you a forward or a defenseman? That also plays a part. Are you a goaltender? Because that's completely different. Or if you're um, taking face-offs, I know you need like a stronger stick a lot. Yeah. So um, it's kind of it's kind of hard to just say so. Um, right off the bat, this is the best stick, you know, but. I mean, nobody really goes wrong with, like, a nice Bauer stick. Yeah. yeah. Bauer, I recognize that brand, sure. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen that somewhere before. I've seen yeah, that just gotta, just, just gotta go in, and the guys there are always knowledgeable. Girls, whatever, whoever whoever works there. So, just talk to somebody if you're really interested. Don't you dare. I didn't. I pulled away. I had to burp. I'm drinking a Diet Coke right now, Okay. I'm not boozy. I'm not going to burp every seven seconds and then blast it into my microphone. Um, The same person who asked about cap space um, and good players also suggests we talk about the best league mustache. I don't even think it's a competition. Do you know who I'm going to say? I think so. Stuart Skinner. (laughs) Like, have you seen that man? And it... I'm not really a big mustache girly, but, like, it fits him. Like, yeah. it is – it suits him. Yeah, I. you're 100% right because I also – I had Skinner in here, too. Yeah, like, <laughs> so real. If you guys haven't looked up a picture of Stuart Skinner, the goalie for – one of the goalies for the Edmonton Oilers, um, shit fucks. He rocks that shit. You want to know who else I had? Who? Um, I had Bees memes. <laughs> Yo, our friend B's memes. That is a killer stash. Killer stash. He rocks that shit too. So good. Real. He changed his profile pic, so now it's not him anymore. But maybe when he hears this, he'll. Yeah, maybe this will help boost his ego, and he'll he'll do it again. Um, but you know who has the worst? One of the worst mustaches, if not the worst. Who? Austin Matthews. (gasps) Did you see like during that on his forehead? Real. Um, like during playoffs last year, he like turned up the edges of it, like, like fucking, like a magician, like a magician. or like Luigi or somebody who, who, who has their mustache, Waluigi, one of them has their mustache like that. It looked ridiculous, but you know, he should have made my top five hated. Really? Yeah. I really. Our, like our friend Bobby put 
Matthews in his top five most loved and put Marner in his top five most hated, which I think was funny. I feel like for most people, it would go the other way. People love Mitch Marner. Yeah. Well, he also said Marner knows what he did, so I'm scared. Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) Yeah, real. But anyway, yeah, so best stash, I'm like across the board, gotta be Stuart Skinner. You just can't. There was like this TikTok of this like Oilers media was like going around asking people if you could date one person on the team and the girl immediately like screams into the microphone Skinner Skinner <laughs> and like it, honestly she's so real for that that mustache it it it's good um it's so good. it really he he kills that shit um so uh we also got an interesting question from I wonder who. Um, wow, I can't, it looks like Adam Fantilli asked this question. Um, no like, like us to go into a deep dive of the 2023 NCAA semifinals from this past year between Quinnipiac and Michigan. Um, weird that Adam Fantilli would want us to talk about Quinnipiac winning 5-2 to two on their way to winning the Natty. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that that didn't happen. Um I don't remember that. I I just remember us, you know, being consistently the best team in hockey, the University of Michigan. Um, That's why everybody on Twitter, if you, like, see a lot of people who, like, are into hockey will, like, put, like, several teams in their bio. All of them have, like, UMich. Everybody wants to be us. They all want to be us. Well, if I remember correctly, I believe the University of New Hampshire won the national (laughs) championship this year. (laughs) <laughs> um, they won the anti-national championship. <laughs> like the anti-Stanley Cup. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So true. Well, Adam, I thank you so school. much for, thank you so much for listening, Mr. Fantilli. I'm a big fan. Good luck um, this season. Of your work. Good luck this season. Yeah. Well, then let's, let's keep it going with this, with this Fantilli talk and go over to, uh, one of our, our hot takes, which came from, uh, Marshawn's pet rat on on Twitter um, that Fantilli will have a better season than Bedard. I know we talked a little bit about this last week. Do you think that's a hot take, Lauren? Um, it's very situational. Uh, I do think it's kind of a hot take because Bedard might center the first line, whereas Fantilli Real. will probably center the second line. So I don't know. I mean, it depends on. If that second line is playing first line minutes, it'd be kind of cool to have. It kind of be cool to have two Michigan Calder winners in a row with Matty Beniers and then Fantilli. And honestly, throw I mean Mo Sider is from Germany and played in Germany, but he also played for the Red Wings, so that's more Michigan representation. Um, I love it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think that last week we kind of talked about. I know I said that like I think we're all like. Oh, Bedard has so much pressure on him. Now he's going to not perform as well. I think that's just us looking for, like, things to criticize him about because we, we, I think he's going to take, yeah, I I think, yeah, right? Because we didn't get him and instead he went to the Blackhawks. Um, I think he's going to be great. I think they're both going to be really great. And I know I feel bad not throwing Leo Carlson in there for the Ducks. I just think that no matter how good he is, then again, I guess the Blackhawks suck too. I just think the Ducks are so bad and you, they sort of, Really, their strong suit is their offense. So I think you're already competing with better players like Troy Terry and Trevor Zegers, I think, tied for most points on their team um, last season or most goals or assists. Um, so 
you know, I think you're already dealing with a lot of offensive star power that uh, will make it hard to, like, be that guy because typically Calder, you know, the Calder Trophy shows up in goals more than anything else or points, really. Um, but, yeah, that's a Anaheim take. Anaheim will have their time. Anaheim's Anaheim is going to be good in the future. I assume. I agree. I agree. Um. I think that then we should go to our friend Liv, who, for those of you who don't follow her, her name is Frent Frederick on Twitter. She's wonderful. Um, her hot take. And I don't think it's that hot of a take. Trent Frederick is the best man on the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah, the only thing hot about this que- about this take is Trent Frederick. What also, a dude. I love Liv so much because she shares so many of the same loves that I have. Like, she is my biggest Aiden Hill love supporter. Yeah, you two and Aiden Hill. She's so wonderful. No, she is awesome. Um, Yeah, I think that there are some really beautiful and incredible men on the face of the planet. Trent Frederick is definitely one of them, although I absolutely despised it. If anybody else saw on Twitter that picture of him on the golf course where he was barefooted. First of all, his feet were like were like fucking like sixteen inches long, and they were just like completely flat on the grass. And I was like, yeah. first of all, why are you not wearing shoes?" I had a lot maybe, of questions. Maybe he just put his toes into beer. Oh God, I just got. I was just on my Twitter. Just showed up when I I asked people to give me happy things on Twitter, like to reply with things that make them happy or happy things, and. Both Sully and Mel sent pictures of their fingers in beer. So. At least it wasn't fingers in water. Fingers, yeah, at least it wasn't fingers in water. Um, or toes in beer. You know, I'm going to be fighting this war for the rest of my life, I feel like. Me too. Um, but we'll be in it together, you know. Yeah. Um, a hot take from our friend Kevin, whose name is Smith B. Kevin on Twitter. Um, is that Lowry and Lysel make the big club out of camp uh, for the Bruins, but Lowry stays and Lysel gets sent back down. What do you think about that? Um, I think Lowry is going to depend a lot on Forbert. Mm. Who I think is going to be great. That's, have, that's I your opinion. About that too. But we can, go to, we can get to that later. Um, yeah, I, I do think that Lysel has a better chance of being sent down just because of the way that the lines are going right now. Um, but I do think, I, I, I could see them both making it. Um, I would see one over the other. I'd probably see Lorai. Actually, I don't know. I could make a case for both. What about you? What do you think, Grace? I would love to see Lorai get, um, big minutes just like because I'm just so frustrated with our defense and what's been happening beyond our first uh, and second pairing um but beyond that I don't know I do I know I feel like we keep saying like Lysel give him another year but I don't know maybe he needs to make the jump and then we'll really see what he's worth but I don't know I I I see a lot of switching mixing in of the younger guys happening um so who knows it's it's anybody's guess i don't think that's a terribly hot take the bruins are going to be looking for depth and where they find that depth is 
anybody's guess. Um, but I guess then let's talk about a Forbert hot take from Brett. Forbert doesn't make the team out of camp and is waived to Providence. I have a lot to say. I'm prepared Great. for this. Um, <laughs> so clearly, my friend Brett isn't watching the Beauty League. Uh, <laughs> so for any of you who don't know, uh, the Beauty League it, uh, is founded by, I believe it was John Scott, uh, former All-Star MVP, by the way. And what they do is they bring pro and college players together in Minnesota to raise money for a lot of like nonprofit organizations. So um, he's lighting up the score sheet, score sheet in this in these games, right? I he's saw so some bad. crazy. I saw some crazy highlight goals from him. He is so back. Um, so he plays for team element i believe it was and so far he has four goals seven assists and 11 points in seven games played uh and this is noted point per game actually 1.6 point per, per game player Derek forward he's also playing with eric Halla. um i mean it is it is something because every goalie has about uh seven goals against average but stats don't matter okay um in my professional opinion, <laughs> I believe that they brought Forbert back too early from injury for the playoffs. And I do think that that could have played into his how he played. But I guess we won't know until, you know, we see if he actually makes the league. And I think he's going to make the team again. I heard he moved out of his apartment that he was at before because the elevator was broken. Did you see them talking about that? Like, and that made him late for a game once because he couldn't because the elevator was broken. He's a professional hockey player. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Living in Southie now. Now he's living in Southie. Um, good on him. I know. I don't know if any of you heard when Lucic um was on Barstool spitting chiclets. Um, he was saying that like he's you know the best bachelor, uh, most eligible bachelor in the, uh, in the NHL. Um, I'm right here, by the way. Lauren and Derek Forward, I could see it. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Did you see what Bobby said about Derek Forward? I, I no, what did that. Bobby say about Derek Forward? Okay, so Bobby Bruski tweeted under Brett's hot take. My man had the worst postseason. Got dumped by a one in a million girl, which is um, uh, Big Bruins Energy. All the other oh yeah, our friend, our other friend Lauren on Twitter, and had to move to Southie. Pre- prepare for him to shock the world this season. The revenge tour no one saw coming. Real. He's, he's right. in his re- he's in his reputation era. Reputation era. Nineteen eighty nine, Taylor's version. Fearless, speak now. There you go. Keep it up. You, you know what I'm referring to, right? The, the TikTok sound? I do, but I like it better when you do it. Yeah, I'm not going anymore. Oh, well, it's too late. We're already putting that in the podcast. My favorite thing about when I see that TikTok is everybody's like, why isn't anybody saying red right? It's like, and. Um, what's that? Yeah. In, in case you guys didn't know, Lauren and I love Taylor Swift and we are fine mm-hmm. telling that to the world. 
Um, what's your favorite Taylor Swift album? Reputation. Yeah, that's fair. I'm a 1989 girly, so I'm super excited for Taylor's version to come out. Um, yeah. Back to our regularly scheduled program. Um, Philly, our friend Philly, said, Grace hates the Canes more than she loves the Bruins. I know that I, like, I've already explained that it's mostly a bit, besides hating Canes fans, because I really do. Um, I really do hate the Canes, actually. But I definitely love the Bruins more. The Bruins have my whole heart. They really do. I hate the Canes more than I like the Bruins. Really? No. Oh, that'd be funny. Um, anyway, but yeah, so it's a fair... It, that's That would be an easy assumption to make if you just know very little about me. Um, our friend Sully, the other day when we were watching the only Bruins uh, guys play uh, Chell, if you haven't watched one of their their live streams on Twitch definitely recommend it i usually post it when they do it um it's a lot of fun to go and laura and i are often in the chat making jokes so please join in it's very fun but while we were there sully threw out there as a hot take montreal will finish higher than detroit no yeah i'm gonna go no on that one i guess just montreal was without cool caulfield for a while since i think it was since like january or whatever yep yep so, I mean, he was their top scorer, and then, I mean, uh, Suzuki had as many games in the whole season, as many goals in the whole season um, as uh, Cole did. Yeah. But but he also had, you know, th- I think 30 more assists or whatever. Right. Um, I don't know. I feel like I don't really know what to expect with Detroit. I don't think they're going to be bad, like no. horrendous at all. Um, but they're basically an entire, entirely new team. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited to watch. Uh, but Montreal is going to do the same old sing- song and dance that they did last year. So yeah, I feel like I, I mean, say this every year, every podcast. Yeah, same well, I mean, Toronto. That's a Laurenism. If you guys haven't noticed, there are certain things that we both say a lot, and that's a Laurenism. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I just think the Atlantic is going to just tear itself to shreds. And I just think that good teams are not going to make the playoffs. I mean, top to bottom, Panthers, Red Wings, Montreal, those are all teams I could see potentially not making the playoffs, despite, I think, being fairly good teams and definitely better than they were last year. Um, Just because I think that it's, it's so... Brutal. Bruins, too. I throw the Bruins in there. They're stuck in a really hard division as a team that is now going to try and find a new identity. Um, yeah, the Atlantic is just going to be It's a like mess. unfairly competitive. And I'm going to throw it out there again. Gary Bettman, you know how we could fix this? We could fix it by making it a 1 through 8 East and West. You know what? No Actually, let's, let's... Like, you want to be... Like, if we really want to be bitches about it fine let's how about we do top two teams in each division um you know top two in the metro top two in the atlantic they're guaranteed they make it but then let's let's do four wild cards across the division and let's still sack let's still stack them by record one through eight like it's just it's stupid that we do it this way but anyway that's my take on the Gary Bettman needs to change the playoffs um another let's go back to our friend Bobby Brucey for a hot take 
Martin Jones has a comeback year with the Leafs, which leads to people saying we lost the Jones-Lucci trade. <laughs> this one was funny because um, I don't even know if Jones will see the ice. <laughs> like, uh, I, real. And Wall, like, I, don't, I just don't see him playing. I mean, it, you know, Samsonov had, has had multiple injuries in the past. Yeah. And but Wall also only has like eleven games of NHL experience, so they, obviously they needed a third goalie, um, even though they're somehow going to make it work. And they didn't want Matt Murray because he fell in Tim Hortons and tore his ACL or whatever. Real, <laughs> but but yeah, so he was cheap, and I mean I want to see him do well because I don't absolutely hate the dude. Uh, but he is 33. And that to me, that's freaking old, dude. Um, but yeah, so he he was with Seattle and he had average numbers prior. And I don't really think he would have done much better with the Bruins. No, no, I don't no. think so. Um, yeah, that's a take, Bobby. It is a hot take, and that's what we ask for. We always ask for hot. Mel, my hot take is that I would win in a PTP Royal Rumble. Bullshit. Oh, hot take. Bruins are knocking the Canes out of the playoffs this year from Dirty Water 63 at Bruins Rob 63. That's just my burner. No, I'm just kidding. I want that. God, I want that. After after all these years of... I feel like like there has been such a rivalry created in between these two teams. I just... I want their downfall so badly. And I would really like it if, obviously, I saw their downfall in the playoffs this year. But, yeah, I, I want I the was there. to win. I know. And I would love, it'd be so poetic if I could watch the, the Canes lose to the Boston Bruins. That'd be so beautiful for me. Um, the one other thing I want to talk about just came out. In the queue, they're banning fighting. What are your th- What are your thoughts on the banning of fighting in hockey in general? I think, you know, I think we need to focus more on why these players are fighting. Like, how are we teaching younger kids how to hit? Do they know how to deliver a proper hit? Are they going for dirty hits all the time? Is this why most of the fights are starting? Most likely, yeah. I mean, other than like a a crease brawl or something like that, where don't fucking touch my goalie, that that type of shit. Um, I don't think banning fighting is exactly the way I go about go about it. I know a lot of people are really upset about this. I'm not insanely upset about it because, to be honest, I don't really care. Um, but I mean, I know, like for example, I worked for um, teams in the NCAA and they can't fight and they get, you know, they, they push and shove and the refs get in between them and it's, it's still entertaining. I mean, the crowd is still into it. Um, so it's not like there's not going to be any of that, but I do as someone who has had at least, you know, six concussions myself. Holy I, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's kind of part of the reason why I'm going into what I'm doing is because I'm going into optometry school and, uh, my last concussion made me very, very blind. And so, um, 
my prescription got a lot heavier. And so now I'm going to be an eye doctor. But um, Queen! <laughs> Wipe but her so, up. Yeah, for real. Come on, Aiden slash Forbert slash Grace Roberts. Uh, True. <laughs> I don't know. I just... I feel like I feel like the league is going to be fine. And they're going to get around it. And they're going to push each other. And to be honest, it just doesn't really matter. Yeah, I I know. And I don't want people getting all in our asses about this. Like, is that the expression? I don't think that's the expression. Getting... It's an expression. It, sure. it is an expression. I don't know if it's the expression I was going for. Um, But, yeah, I don't want people, like, getting on us, like, oh, you're just too soft. Like, I mean, my... Okay, I get the entertainment value, number one, but I also think you're just reinforcing the idea that hockey is nothing more than, like, a brawl. Um, And I know that, like, I agree with what Sully said, like, you don't want to just make it soccer on ice. Um... And fighting is a unique facet of hockey, and it's had such a weird history, too. Like, you know, they're being... We're already moving away from, like, the age of enforcers on a team. But, like, for example, like, I agree. Like, I think that, like, when that dirty hit happened, like, with Patrice Bergeron, um, Pitlick for uh, the, for Montreal. Is that Rem? I don't know. They're, they're, there's more than one Pitlick. Um, I think that one's a Rem Pitlick. But, um, like... You know, the fact that Marshawn could go and beat up on him after that, or even, like, that other hit on Patrice Bergeron that led to Trent Frederick's one-hit uh, knockout. Um, like I, it Yeah, it was awesome. I loved that. One of my favorite moments of last season. Um, that, you know, I, I do think that there is a really important place in hockey for fighting. I'm not discrediting that. But I also do think that, like, if we actually care about the sport and we actually care about the players, like – we don't want to see the sort of, you know, serious head trauma that we often see in, like, football, you know? Like, that's so terrible for, like, the future of the players beyond, like, their careers and stuff. So, but then the question is, does fighting really happen that much where we think it's that big of an issue? Like, I don't know. I mean, I'd love to see the stats about fights per game. What's the average, like, fights per game? It can't be more than, like, like a quarter of a fight. Like, you maybe get a fight yeah. once every five games maybe um i have i have like such an issue with like the amount of people that are outraged by this just because i don't think that many people actually put the time into watching the queue also so it's kind of like you're real you're you're gonna go and get really pissed about something that you don't even like take the time out of your day to watch right so i don't know it's it's your opinion is kind of null then. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I wanted our take on that because I thought that was interesting. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's everything that we have to talk about. Lauren, any parting words for our beautiful and handsome? Ugh, that was weird. Lauren, any parting words for our incredible listeners? Um, you're all beautiful and handsome, says Grace. I, uh, I was going to cut that part I, out. I know you were. <laughs> but now you can't. I mean, I guess uh, you still can. <laughs> son of a bitch. My sorry, parting no words. My parting words are get you a love like Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron. If he doesn't kiss you like that, it's not worth it.
That's how you know it's real.